Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. There was significant and dramatic testimony presented in a federal court regarding the COVID shot mandates and its impact on the service members. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Holly Mead. You know, Matt, let's just back up for a second and, and explain why we had that hearing. Now, we have two of our plaintiffs that were given deadlines, February 2nd and 3rd. So we asked for emergency injunctions for them. The, the judge granted those emergency injunctions. And then the Department of Defense came back and wanted him to overrule his own ruling. <laughs> That's right. You wanted him to set aside his own ruling. Yeah so that they could appeal everything to the Court of Appeals, and then they could just simply continue to move forward with their disciplinary action. Right. And the judge uh, refused to do so. So then he called for another hearing, which we had on March 10th. And he also specifically asked, essentially, for the Department of Defense to bring forth their people that they put in what's called declarations. These are sworn, written testimony. He said it's uh, bulky, it's outdated, the data's old. Uh, bring in these people so they could be subject to cross-examination. They refused to bring in anybody. And in fact, we've had three hearings. Each of these hearings have been eight hours. So we've been in court for 24 hours. We've presented live testimony. They have, Department of Defense, have presented zero live testimony. So that would be kind of a red flag right there, wouldn't it? Well, and the no judge pointed witnesses. it out, but they're yeah. just thumbing their nose, if you will, shaking their fists at the judge. Oh, judge, you don't have any authority here. Right and we're not going to budge. So we presented four live testimonies, one from our commander, which we'll talk about later in the week, uh, three medical doctors that are military doctors, all flight surgeons. Two of them are lieutenant colonels. One is a colonel that just recently retired in September 2021. I want to share with you about Dr. Pete Chambers, lieutenant colonel in the United States Army. He has been in the military for nearly 39 years. 2023 would conclude his 40 cumulative years of military service. That's four amazing. Zero. And he's a Purple Heart recipient. Yeah, and he wanted to reach uh, 40 and ultimately retire, but unfortunately he's not going to be able to. Speaking of his Purple Heart, you know, he shared his dramatic scenario where he ultimately was injured. Mm -hmm. He was in uh, a vehicle in Afghanistan, a howitzer um, hit underneath the vehicle, pushed the back of the vehicle way up in the air. It came back down. The concussion killed most of the people in that vehicle. He and the driver remained alive. He got out of the vehicle under heavy fire. As he was trying to evacuate the driver, an AK-47 hit him in the left arm, went uh, in the arm, out of the arm, and then lodged in the rib fortunately did not go through because the uh, impact in the arm slowed down the round, so it didn't puncture his heart. He turns around with his weapon in his other hand, and he provides some cover as he drags that driver away, and that driver was then uh, 
vacked to safety, but ultimately died from the injuries. Dr. Chamber was the, Chambers was the only survivor. And you know, it's good to hear event. those stories uh, of what our shoulders really go through. Many of them really risk, we say, oh, they we sacrifice everything, they risk their lives, but they really do when you hear things like that. You know, it's dramatic when yes. he talks about that. He also, um, in, in the hospital the next day, he's thinking, do I need to continue to do this? Look, this guy's a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. He's highly specialized and trained. He could have retired back then. But why did he continue to go and want to go back out? Where he is right now is he's guarding us on the southern border. And that, um, that's a, sure that's a whole nother Yeah, that's another whole mess. series of stories. But he loves God and he loves this country. And, and that's what drives him to continue in the United States Army. Right, and he wants to keep our soldiers safe. Yeah, and so this particular individual is incredible. Purple Heart recipient. He trusted the government. He had all the vaccines before, never questioned him, even though he's a medical doctor. And when this COVID shot came out, he was pressured to get the shot because of the mandate. If you don't get it, you're not going to be able to continue to serve. His desire to serve is so incredibly mm -hmm. great. And he didn't know at that time they were associated with border fe aborted fetal cells No, either. and he didn't know the adverse events that were caused by yeah. them. He just went with the narrative of the Department of Defense and the military, the Army, the government, that it's, quote, safe and effective. He trusted quote. the military had his best interest. He did. He put his trust in them. Mm -hmm. He defended them. He put his trust in them. He took the Moderna shot, and now he has demyelination. Demyelination is a disease that the best way to explain it is it's like an electrical cord, and you have plastic on the outside of the electrical cord to protect the inside cord for electrical transmission. And if you then melt that electrical uh, uh, plastic around, uh, and you can have short circuits because the cord on the inside is exposed. The myelin is the protective outer coating of your brain, for example, in your nerves. When that starts to deteriorate, you start to have misfirings. You have all kinds of adverse conditions, including pain, uh, cognitive issues, and so much more. It can be like an MS in some cases. Mm. That would make uh, him very sensitive, I think, to any kind of stimulus. It makes him very sensitive, including sensitive to 5G. Mm. 5G in terms of buildings that are wired with 5G or other uh, close proximity to 5G makes him very sensitive to that. In fact, mm. at the end of the day, he had to leave the courtroom. It wasn't there for the last part of the last person who testified, Dr. Stuart Tankersley, because the 5G in the courtroom was getting to him. He never had that problem before. But he now has to retire because of that medical condition. He will not make it to uh, the 40 years. Mm -hmm. He testified dramatically in the courtroom. I entered into his uh, record, into the court record, an exhibit. This was exhibit one that we did. We entered in a lot of exhibits that day. This is from the deputy joint surgeon, office of the joint surgeon, that was sent to him and other doctors, and it says to Dr. Chambers and other doctors, quote, as a reminder, it is our job, meaning doctors in the military, to convince soldiers to receive the vaccine. It is our job to convince soldiers to receive the vaccine. That's the job of a physician in the military, not to give them informed consent, but to convince them to get the vaccine. On the last page of that same document, two pages, it says religious exemptions, and I'll just read it. Read the regulation, it says. See also AR 600-20. Ever seen a religious exemption for vaccines? No. All caps, exclamation mark. You haven't. 
That kid was administratively separated during IET. Soldiers will try. Soldiers will fail. Which means they are not giving religious exemptions, Exactly. Period. He said when he got that, he pushed back. He says, you mean, as a physician, my job is to force somebody to get the shot and that no one's going to get a religious exemption? Well, had Dr. Chambers known about the adverse actions and responses from these COVID shots, he would have never taken it. Had he known that aborted fetal cells were used in the testing and development phase because he's a Christian, he would have never taken it. Now he knows. A doctor who takes an Hippocratic oath to do no harm. Yeah, and now how is he's in a situation where he, he himself, mm -hmm. Holly, has been injured by the Moderna shot. Yes. He also said this, very interesting. Not only are they not safe, they're not effective. He said, the more people that are getting the COVID shots and the boosters, the higher percentage that they're getting reinfection or infection from COVID. He said, in fact, if you look at 100%, for example, about 15% of those on the border that are getting infections are, quote, unvaccinated. About 80 to 85% of those who are getting COVID shots have all the booster shots as right. well. And we're seeing that across the board in the so nation. Yeah. It's not effective. Right. It's not safe. He also talked about there's other alternative treatment that's available and there's other less restrictive means that the military can do rather than universal vaccination and absent that you are discharged and punished and you're forever out. I mean, these are men and women, Holly, that have incredible experience, highly skilled, and they want to literally push them out with no middle ground. And you know, Matt, it's just a continual reminder what a privilege it is to defend these military personnel as well as getting this truth out. It really is. It was a dramatic yeah. day. We will release the entire transcript so you'll be able to see it. For more information, go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org, and specifically for the military case, lc.org forward slash military, lc.org forward slash military. Pray for this case. We're continuing to press forward to make sure that every person in the military is protected and the religious freedom is secure. You've been listening to Faith and Freedom, brought to you by Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Get informed and get involved today. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org, where you can obtain email alerts and other information to keep you informed and involved. The website again, lc.org. You can also call us at 407-875-1776. Again, that phone number, 407-875-1776. Become an active partner of Liberty Council and make a difference in your community and across the nation. Call us at 407-875-1776. The website again, lc.org.